between the life we see and the world we dream, there are stories when they are told. Nightmares become imagination. So please. <laughs> Thomas, you aren't. Hello to the guild. Are you questioning your loved one's motives yet? Welcome to the Dim Light Anxiety Podcast. I am your host, Giggles. And speaking of loved ones turning into unknown creatures, do I have more possession stories for you? If you guys have been following along since the beginning of the season, you know that I have been having craved cat issues. It came to a pretty negative point again the other day. Even worse than before, actually. Like, once again, she was in the window with the male cat below. I was able to stop her from actually scratching her way out of the screen, but she did more damage once out of the window. She attacked Shadow so badly that Shadow was scared to leave the closet, and when she did, her tail was between her legs. You guys, I was almost in tears from how sad it was. It was a devastating experience for all of us, and we are still on the road to recovery. I didn't throw her completely out of the house, but wanted to a little bit. <laughs> I mean, literally my hand still has scars all over it. In the heat of it all, I did at least get her outside. I guess not the heat of it, but it was kind of calmed down because she wouldn't go otherwise <laughs> um i love this cat so much she has helped me through so much but in order to keep this from happening again i have now put foil in the window um i mean i hate taking away her outlet to the outside world. Unfortunately, it was bringing a bad environment into a small space we all live in. She has two other windows, so it's not like she's completely shut off. It's just, you know. Anyway, enough of the mildly disturbing cat story because hopefully solving my possession problem is just that simple. As you know, foil. <laughs> However, today's story seems to have much more difficult time with working out their daughter's change in um personality <laughs> written by the talented author you can find on reddit under the username kessel the viking all one word but i'm not only looking for people who are established on reddit any aspiring horror story authors will do as long as the tale is guaranteed to leave laughing terrified of the nightmares to come. After all, nightmares are a terrible thing to waste. And you know that from campy to hold my drink, I'm going to show this demon what's up, scary. I want to hear them all because your fucked up brains came up with them. Now for the terror tale meant to haunt us this week. Here's a refresher from last. In case you don't remember where we left our petrified characters. Evelyn, your dad and I would like it very much if you could stop with the smiley man stuff. We know he's not real, and it isn't good for you to keep bringing him up, said my wife gently, 
from the couch nearby. Evie looked around as if she were incredibly confused. But Mommy, he's sitting right next to you. Submitted for the approval of the guild with dim light anxiety, I called this story The Tale of the Odd Daughter, Part 2. My wife looked to both sides of the couch and then to me. I only shrugged as I didn't understand it either. Evie's face turned to one of great worry, and I asked, What's the matter, sweetheart? Her upper lip trembled as she pointed to an empty space next to her mother. His mouth is around my mommy's head. What? I exclaimed while looking towards my wife. Visibly, I could see... I mean, I couldn't see a single thing wrong. I even stood up and swatted at the air near her head, but felt nothing. Stop, Teddy, he doesn't like that, shouted Evelyn from behind me. And suddenly, as I turned around, one of her colored pencils lifted into the air and shot at me. I ducked my head and the pencil continued going until it stuck into the wall on the other side of the room, burying itself almost entirely within it. George, what the hell was that? Questioned my wife with eyes like fear-stricken pools of autumn. I, I don't know. Evelyn, what's going on? I try not to barge our daughter with questions she couldn't answer, but she seemed to be at the root of what was happening. She started to cry before her whole body levitated all the way up to the ceiling. Now she was screaming and reaching her hands down to me, but I couldn't reach her from where I stood. Daddy, help! She cried as she banged along the length of the ceiling. George, help her! shouted my wife from the couch. What am I supposed to do? She's on the fucking ceiling! I said back to her, I wasn't just going to do anything, though, despite my complaint. There was a chair near Evie that would give me just enough reach to hopefully grab onto her. As soon as I was under her, though, she dropped and was sent hurtling towards the ground at a distance that a child her age would surely suffer immense pain from were she to hit the ground, that is. Luckily, I was right there and I was able to catch her before that unfortunate possibility. You believe me now, Daddy? Asked Evelyn with a sense of maturity. I didn't know she had. Yes, sweetie. I believe you. We both believe you. I said while staring at my wife. She was visibly shaking and understandably so. However, we didn't know what to do about the smiling man plaguing our daughter. What's even worse is that Evelyn began to get sick. Really sick. 
One morning she woke up and looked incredibly under the weather. Her black hair had a sheen to it like it was wet, but she hadn't had a bath. Her skin was a greenish-blue hue, and her face was gaunt. The only thing she could say was, I don't feel so good. We did our best to take care of her. When we took her to the doctor, they didn't seem to notice anything wrong with her, even though it was blatantly obvious. They went as far to say we were projecting an illness on her that she didn't have. But that was ridiculous, because she started coughing up blood. We were not projecting that bullshit onto our daughter. A week ago, she suddenly took a turn for the better. She seemed to be an entirely new girl, back to normal. And my wife and I were both eternally grateful. However, she started wearing this creepy smile. It wouldn't be so ominous if she didn't have a look of malice in her eyes. A look that a child shouldn't have. Four days ago, my wife screamed from the kitchen. Not one of horror, but one of pain. When I ran into the room to see what had happened, I saw a pool of blood forming beneath her feet. There was shattered glass everywhere, sparkling in the afternoon sunlight that shined through our kitchen windows. I didn't have to think long for me to know that Evelyn did it. After all, she was still holding the handles to the glasses she broke with that diabolical smile on her face. I tended to my wife's wounds and cleaned up the glass. I remembered hearing inhuman laughter from somewhere in the house. A part of me wondered if it was coming from the cabinets in front of me. But I dared not open them because the whole situation had me terrified. That's when I noticed Evelyn had her head peeking out at me from behind the corner. The next day, my wife and I were awoken to the sound of our cat, Luna, yowling. I jumped out of bed and ran into the hallway only to slip on something and fall on my back. When I regained my composure, I saw it slipped on a trail of blood that went from our room to Evie's room. I stood up and followed the trail carefully so I didn't slip again. When I entered her room that day, I was horrified. Our cat Luna was half eaten in the corner and Evie's mouth was covered in blood. What have you done? I shouted, but it may have been less so because of my my being in shock. The smiley man was hungry, said Evelyn, smiling to reveal bits of flesh amongst her scarcely grown teeth. 
Oh my god, Evie. This, this is too far. I said, and I heard my wife gasp from the hallway. Torch, what do we do? She asked, completely petrified by the scene before us. I don't know. Evie, just stay in your room. It was all I could think of. My wife and I buried our cat and cleaned up the hallway as well as Evelyn's room. Our sanity was wearing thin. And since then, Evie hasn't been allowed to leave her room unless it's to eat or use the bathroom. We check on her, of course, and she always seems content talking and playing with something my wife and I couldn't see. Last night I reached a tipping point. We saw things that you wouldn't believe. As night fell, my wife and I were tucking ourselves into bed. Evelyn was already asleep, and so far, everything seemed to be normal. I fell asleep quickly because I was exhausted from the experience, and I think my wife all but passed out as well. I awoke to the sound of my wife screaming, with her hand shaking my shoulder. When I sat up, I asked her what was wrong, and she said, Evie was just here. She was staring right at me, but it wasn't her face. It was like her mouth stretched from her, or maybe her face just got wider. I could hear and feel my wife's rapid breathing and knew that it had most likely not been a bad dream. Where did she go? I asked, trying to rub her back for comfort. She... She scurried off on all fours like an animal, but it was fast, George, and her arms and legs looked as long as spiders. What is happening to her daughter? I don't know, but I'm about to find out, I said as I got off the bed and walked into the darkened hallway. I felt a certain heaviness in the air and smelled of foul stench that lingered so thick you could taste it. When I looked to the end of the hallway, there was Evelyn, peeking out at me like a kid who's hiding would do. She then beckoned to me with her pointer finger, and I almost complied. That was before I heard the voice of my daughter from behind me. Daddy? She asked with a gentle, soft voice. I spun around and there she was, holding a teddy bear. When I faced back down the hall, she was there as well, smiling at me wide and menacingly. What the fuck is going on? I whispered. But then Evelyn, the one at the end of the hall, stretched her arm out across the 
width of the entryway, then a leg, then another arm, then another leg. I reached back to see if other Evelyn was there, but she wasn't. Was it a, an illusion? I, I, I still don't know. The night light in the hallway illuminated Evelyn's elongated body as she sprawled up the wall into the ceiling, and her neck stretched thin until it was barely held on. And a naturally wide smile donned her face of my child, and all I could do was run back into the bedroom. I slammed the door behind me and told my wife we were leaving. We had to leave. What's happening? She asked in protest. She's crawling on the fucking ceiling. I shouted back. And as I did, I heard the same devious laughter from the kitchen outside our door, accompanied with the thudding sounds of what I can only assume was Evelyn crawling on the ceiling. I decided we would go out through the window because... I wasn't going to try to get by here, her, and, um, luckily for me, I was someone who kept their keys and wallet in the bedroom. It's a good thing I didn't go missing again. My wife and I escaped the, the window and ran barefoot to the car. I heard Evelyn scream, a low, bellowing scream from inside, followed by the word, HUNGRY. It sounded like she was destroying the entire house. I, I didn't want to wait around to find out. And my wife and I got into the car and took off into the empty darkness. Tears were streaming down both our faces. And we didn't say a word to each other. We found a hotel and booked a room for a couple of nights. And yeah, here I am, writing about what happened to us. My wife is completely silent, almost like she's retreated into herself. And I don't know really what to say or do either. I've spent most of today looking up things on entities specifically related to Smiley Man but I can't find anything substantial. All I know is it might be too late for Evelyn. And I don't think she's our daughter anymore. If your child starts talking about a strange man demanding her blood for substance, get them help. Get them the help they need. Get them a priest. Oh shit, it's time to get the priest. Things are definitely going to go smoothly from here, right? Right? Uh, well, I guess I'm not ready for the story to end anyway. <laughs> Thankfully, we still have three more episodes of this 
horrific creation. And I can't wait. But hey, you heard it too. What do you think? Is it scary enough? Or better question, can you do better? Can you scare the laughter out of me? Here come the details. I hope you have your learning hats on. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) If you want to know more about the guild, just visit the website. It has everything you could want there. Even some hidden surprises you weren't expecting. You will just have to visit to see what is lurking behind every corner. What is the website, you ask? Well, I wish all questions were that easy. It's just the name of the podcast with the dot .com at the end. That's dimlightanxiety.com. This week's writing prompt to get those creative nightmare juices flowing is here. Something had been knocking on their door all night. They didn't dare answer it. But they weren't sure how long they could stand the repetition of the continual beating. Add that bit to any part of your story. Once you feel like that story is in a good place, just email me your horror creation and listen to it come to life. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for joining me on another day of this terrifying story. Seriously, I hope hope you guys aren't listening alone because damn if you are enjoying this tale as much as i am please give me a five-star review on apple anchor spotify or any platform you use to listen to today's episode it really gets the podcast out there so more people like you can leave laughing scared because as it turns out We all have anxiety when the light grows dim. One more shout out for our architect of this week's nightmares. You can blame the Reddit author with the username Kessel the Viking for all your loss of sleep this week. (laughs) Finally, we made it to the teaser for next week. Will you be able to await? Enjoy, if you dare. As we inch closer, her face began to come into view. I shined my light on her mouth and noticed a pincer-like mandible with the collar hanging from it. The name on the collar was Lucky, and it belonged to the neighbor's dog, Evelyn or whatever this was, has devoured yet another family pet. I tried to be brave and call out to her. Evie, sweetheart, daddy's here and mommy's just outside. Her feasting halted abruptly and she spun in my direction. I had to stifle my shock. Because seeing her face to face now was completely 
like anything I could ever expect it. I even heard Abel gasp from the horror. I declare this meeting of the guild with dim light anxiety closed. I don't know what's going on with that girl, but hopefully it will become more clear next week. Creepy room! This podcast does not condone any physical harm on yourself or others. These are fictional stories intended only for entertainment. <laughs>